may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome to day eight of this 21-day devotional, the beginning of week two. First week, we focused on our spirit. This week, our souls. Next week, our bodies. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you are a three-part being. You have a material body that you got at birth. You have an immaterial soul that you got at birth. Your intellect, emotions, will, personality. And you have a spirit that you got at your rebirth when you put your faith in Christ and you were born again. Now, if you have not trusted in Christ, your spirit part of you is not alive. That's why it's impossible for you to do spiritual things. It's impossible for you to have a relationship with God. It's impossible to live life as you should because your spirit is dead. You can't understand spiritual things. You don't have the power to do spiritual things. That's why life is confusing and hard and why you need to trust in Jesus Christ and let the same power that raised Christ from the dead live in you and bring you to life. Now, even for those who have trusted in Christ, it is possible for toxins to build up in your spirit, soul, and body. And when that happens, we need to detox. Last week, we looked at 2 Corinthians chapter 6, where it tells us to unyoke ourselves from the world's toxins and habits and lifestyles and people. Come out and be separate. Purify ourselves. And we talked about detoxing our spirit. Because even though your spirit is completely perfect, righteous, that's why if Jesus should return or you should die, you will stand before God clean and pure because of the blood of Christ. We can still let things infect our spirit and we need to purify our spirit. And we also need to detox our soul. And that's what we're talking about this week, soul detox. Psalm 42.5 says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Now, if that so far is your life verse, you really need a soul detox. But that's not the end of the verse. It goes on. Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. We all know that when our soul gets messed up, everything gets messed up. It affects everything. But did you know that your emotions can line themselves up with the spirit part of you, and you can live a totally different kind of life? I read an amazing quote that I thought was fitting to kick off this week, and I dug a little further to hear the context of the statements. The context is the cholera that took place in the summer of 1854 in London. This was where the water gets contaminated and people were dying. And a young, inexperienced pastor at the time by the name of Charles Spurgeon, when this first happened, said this, I became weary in body and sick at heart. My friends seemed falling one by one, and I felt or fancied that I was sickening like those around me. A little more work and weeping would have laid me low among the rest. I felt that my burden was heavier than I could bear, and I was ready to sink under it. Now this is a pastor who would end up being one of the best orators and most studied Christian leaders, and here we see him experiencing the emotional shock of this day. He's talking about here how he did not have the disease. Physically, he was okay. But look what happened emotionally. At one point in all this, he was doing a funeral every day. He was burying someone in his church every day. 
and he got so discouraged. And as the story goes, he was walking home from a funeral one day and saw on the window of a shoemaker, Psalm 91, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. One scripture on the window of a little shoemaker in London flipped him out of that emotional state. And I'm hoping that for us this week, that if you're in an emotional shock of any kind, that the focus on God and his word would do a great work within you. When he read that scripture, he said this, The effect upon my heart was immediate. Faith appropriated the passage as her own. I felt secure, refreshed, girt with immortality. I went on with my visitation of the dying in a calm and peaceful spirit. I felt no fear of evil, and I suffered no harm. I love that the effect on his heart was immediate. The enemy wants it to take a long time. He wants to lock us into shock and sorrow and struggle. And for some of us, we're struggling. Our souls are down. Our emotions are struggling. And we've started coping in negative ways. We've turned to coping mechanisms of alcohol or drugs or something that looks as innocent as hours of streaming or something else, doing anything we can to escape. But when we end up alone and coping negatively, we begin ruminating. And ruminating is where you sit and think, but you sit and think in your shock, in in your struggle. We're on our own, without others or without the guidance of Scripture. And here's the deal. We don't come up with the best answers that way. The problem is when we are in shock and sorrow or struggling, we are our own worst counselor. You are your own worst counselor. You should not be listening to you. Even great people in the Bible, prophets who saw God and saw the future, would go into these dark moments, but they did not have to. And this kind of rumination is focusing on the symptoms of our distress rather than the solution. In other words, we sit there thinking, this has to be someone else's fault. And we'll do one of two things. We'll blame someone else or validate ourselves. Why we had the excuse to drink that, take that, do that. We say, I deserve it. And we end up in a very bad place. But this week, we're going to work against this tendency. We're going to ruminate on God's word. And it starts today with what you choose to believe. What you choose to believe this day. Not yesterday, not tomorrow, not some other time in your life, but what you choose to believe today. Psalm 27, 13 through 14. I love this in the Amplified Translation. It says, I would have despaired had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for and confidently expect the Lord. So this week, uh, we're not going to despair. We're going to detox. We're going to starve some things that need to die. And we're going to feed some things that need to thrive. We'll start in tomorrow on some specifics. Uh, don't miss them. But let's go to the daily prayer emphasis for today 
which is simply to praise God for who he is. Nehemiah 9.6, you alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all their starry host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything, and the multitudes of heaven worship you. So today, let's praise God for who he is. This is a part of prayer. Let's take this Sunday and dedicate our week to God, acknowledge who we are talking to, and what makes him unique.